welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Hello. So today I wanted to come on here and record a short solo episode um, to just kind of discuss a little bit about general business etiquette uh, within the art community and really just general business etiquette overall. And this is prompted by basically uh, some run-ins that I've had recently with getting hired for jobs uh, and getting hired for jobs due to other artists not being able to complete them for just silly reasons. And also just now me recently just hiring other artists as well and then maybe not fulfilling what I need them to or just like making silly mistakes you know and I was like wait maybe this just like this general business etiquette isn't a known thing and so I just wanted to come on here and record this quick episode because I think it could very very much help any aspiring artist or anybody in the very beginning or if anybody's losing clients for some reason and you don't know why (laughs) I think this might help to dissect a little bit and that way you can start to keep your clients okay so Like I was saying, you have no idea how many times I get hired for jobs due to another artist losing that job because they failed to show up or communicate or what have you. It's literally crazy the amount of times this happens. And every time I tell my fiance Ryan about this and we kind of laugh about it and we shake our heads and the phrase job security (laughs) is mentioned. So today I'm going to tell you a few of these stories which include how I actually used to be one of those undependable artists. So yep, I'm not picking on everyone else on this. I actually used to be one of them in the very beginning before I really knew or before I had a lot of discipline really is what truly what it was. Now, obviously, I am way, way, way better at it. I stick to my promises and I'm very much known as someone who if I say I'm going to do something, people already assume that I've accomplished it. And 
truly like that's what I built up my reputation to be but it hasn't always been that way and so today I'm going to uncover a little bit of everything. So also I'm going to go over some basic business etiquette that I have personally gained from the past seven years of working for myself. I have been an independent contractor so I have not been employed by any one company other than my own for the past seven years or so which means that I have plenty of stories and mistakes and wins that I feel you could benefit from knowing and yeah you don't know what you don't know and I say that phrase all the time and the purpose of this podcast is to fill you in on the little things that you should know in order to run a successful art business. Okay, that's enough of the intro for it. I think you get the idea. We're going to go on to my first story and my first point, which is appropriate work attire. Now, this is mostly for muralists or like some kind of contracted um, artists of so someone who's going to show up to a business and paint for them. Obviously, this doesn't really go for someone who's just kind of painting in their studio, but if you ever get a job to where you have to show up and do a mural or a logo or anything custom in someone's home, then this first one is for you. So you're going to laugh at this story. And I knew that I couldn't talk about this subject without telling it, which is why I'm getting it out of the way very first. So if you didn't know, before I was a full-time artist, I started and ran a promotional modeling company. So I helped staff girls for car shows, all kinds of promotional events. We even worked for the Super Bowl uh, for Pepsi one year. So we, we kind of got big time there for a while. Anyway, so I started this company and ran it and I did a bunch of stuff right alongside the girls. So I was working right alongside staffing it. And that's a whole nother podcast episode in itself, but for a while I was running this promotional business alongside building my art business, and I got a mural job through one of the connections uh, that I was staffing girls for, and they were like, hey, we need murals and stuff. So it was actually with this big outdoor company, one you probably have heard of before, which I actually eventually allow allowed me to leave the promotional modeling industry and go full-time uh, in my art. But anyway, so that was where that transition came in. And I tell that backstory because it'll make sense with this story. So the first day on the job for this outdoor company, I'm in Bristol, Tennessee. So I flew down there and I showed up on this construction site. I actually did not know it was going to be a construction site. I showed up in leggings and a little black Toyota promo t-shirt that I had worn for a promotion just maybe a couple weeks or months right before that. And I showed up <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I had the wrong address. <laughs> I showed up in this little tight little outfit, all black, like I was so cute. <laughs> and there were construction men everywhere, finishing building the walls, the walls that I was getting ready to paint alongside other artists. And I showed up in this heavily masculine environment in my tight little, you know, uh, leggings and completely oblivious to what little 24 year old me looked like. <laughs> so I definitely gave a first impression. I looked like a promo girl. And that's because that's really all that I had known for the last several years running and starting a promotional modeling company. I showed up in little cute clothes and that's what the job was. And so, yeah, so I showed up to this job looking like a promo girl. <laughs> and 
So a couple days later, after a very nice woman let me know that leggings were not appropriate work attire, I went to the closest store and bought the baggiest cargo pants I could find that actually fit. <laughs> Plus they had pockets, which were super helpful for the job. And so pants that were meant for the job I was supposed to be doing. So yeah, so I started to fit in and I remember going to work the next day after I had bought those cargo pants and a very grumpy old man said, oh, you decided to wear pants today. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> yeah, so everybody knew me as the leggings girl for the first year working for this very prestigious company. It was the best art job I had ever gotten and I showed up in leggings on the first day and never ever lived it down. I'm telling you, I was on one construction site painting and they knew about it from like at, at other stores as well. Like, like word traveled. It was a gossipy kind of <laughs> atmosphere a little bit. So yeah, okay, so let's get into what is appropriate work attire to wear if you're painting on site. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, if you're in your studio, wear whatever you want, but if you're painting in a business or at an individual's house, what is appropriate is not leggings. <laughs> so jeans, um, cargo pants, like I mentioned, and you can buy that stuff. I bought some at Kohl's, I bought some JCPenney kind of a thing, uh, if you have those in your area. And um, what I actually found here recently, and I will link to in this episode, in the notes section, I actually found these Carhartt, they're actually called Black Stretch Utility Leggings. So they're super thick leggings. They're still leggings, but kind of, but they're more like, they're more like pants. They're like basically black, thick pants. They have cargo style pockets everywhere and yeah, Carhartt makes them. And I actually have recently found those through uh, a, I, um, an artist that I work with, Addie. She recommended them to me. She actually works for that art outdoor company still. And she wears these to work because she just found those. They're, um, they're about $60 each but I love them so much because I feel like a girl when I'm wearing them. I don't feel like a boy wearing, wearing cargo pants. I don't like to wear jeans. And this, this is kind of like a happy medium and everybody looks good in black. So I will link to those in the notes in here, but I just wanted to, I had, I could not go through an episode without, or through this specific episode without telling you the legging story and also telling you about my new findings in the utility leggings. So yeah, <laughs> also I was just gonna talk about really quickly some shirts to wear. I will also put this link in the um, in the notes section. I found these recently. These they're called sun protection long and short sleeve shirts. They protect your skin from the sun. And as a ginger painting outside all day, that is just a necessity. I think most shirts protect you from the sun, <laughs> but these are super light, so they're really good to wear in the summer. And yeah, I just love them. And they're really they come in all these different colors. I wear the pink all the time. They have a white, blue. And just having absolutely nothing on your shirt, I think it really just helps you to be more professional, I think. It, having a logo on your shirt, I don't know, I'm just not a big fan of it, personally. You can wear whatever you want, but having just a plain shirt, it's great for video, so if you're doing time-lapse, like plain, one color, black, white, pink, whatever you think. Like I said, you can purchase those in the link that I provided, but I just absolutely love them. 
Also, I would say it's okay to show up with paint on your clothes, even if you're going to an individual's house, if you're going to a business, anywhere. Once they get kind of crazy, once there's like a ton of paint on there, I suggest throwing them away. <laughs> I hate to do that. But having a little bit of paint or even like a medium amount of paint on your clothes to where they people notice that they're, hey, there's a lot of paint on your clothes, uh, it's okay. It's fine. I think it's absolutely fine. And if anything, because like I'll wear my clothes out to like the store. If I need to go by the store, I'm coming home or to work and people will notice, but I do not care at all. Like people, <laughs> I, I just got to tell people, I'm like, I don't work in an office. I know, like, I work on the job. I'm a painter. And anybody who has painted, tried to paint their own walls will understand why there is paint on you. This stuff gets everywhere. So, yeah, you, it's totally okay to wear paint-covered clothes. Um, as long as it's not, like, overdone, um, just expect people to probably comment on it. I know a lot of people that I come up to, they're like, oh, you've used those pants before. Blah, blah. I'm like, yep. <laughs> it really doesn't bother me at all. Like I'm not, I can't get new clothes every week, you know, because every week I'm a muralist. I'm getting stuff on them. Okay, that's enough about the clothes. Okay, I'll move on. We just spent 10 minutes talking about clothing. I think you get the point. <laughs> okay, number two, basic business etiquette is really the reason I wanted to record this. Number two, it's just a lot falls under this category of just doing what you're, what you say you're gonna do and I have some stories to go with this and so much but this I could go on and on and I don't want to sound preachy on this but doing what you say you're gonna do is just a key way to get business and so yeah show up when you say you're gonna show up don't be late um, complete the task by the date you specify in the beginning so if you say that you're gonna get it done by the end of the week get it done by the end of the week do it like it is up to us to manage our time and it can be kind of hard if we don't like i mean we don't have a nine to five that we go to where we have a boss saying hey we need this by noon or hey i, I need this by friday like we we would listen to them so it's really it's up to us to be our own boss take our own selves seriously and don't break promises to ourselves or our customers and just do it. Get the thing done that you say you're gonna do. And I am so big on setting uh, setting deadlines with customers. Like if, even if it's a proposal, I'll be like, hey, like if I'm meeting with them, I'm like, hey, I will get this proposal to you by Friday. And really that helps me solidify when I'm going to get it done to myself that way I don't put it off for two weeks you know and <laughs> or just yeah in anything anything in that in that area it's really just showing up on time doing what you say you're going to do people I, I mean th think about you like if a friend is going to meet you out and they are notorious for standing you up or being super late like it it, it's annoying. <laughs> it really is. And you just kind of think you're like, why can't this person get their shit together? And excuse my language, but that's what your customer is going to think about you. It's because you don't know who your customer is on in that way. They might be someone who is never late or shows up 10 minutes early to everything. So you, you know, being 10 minutes late can really make a huge impression on them. Uh, and that is something I have really worked on in the past year, especially. Um, I've gotten a lot better from where I was, but really recently, all last year, I was known for being late to things. 
I was just one of those people. I was just kind of, I mean, not as much to my customers, but to my friends, especially. I was just late. I was like, my friends shared a meme to me and it was like, um, when, when you set dinner plans for six and your friend shows up at nine, like they tagged me in that. I was like, dang it. I need to get my shit together. Okay. So this past year, um, especially on, so on January, like January 1st, 2019. So this year that we're, we're recording this, I was super big on this. I was like, okay, I'm going to start just getting my shit together. I'm going to start doing it. And really it's become a habit now to where I'm hardly ever late. And I am so annoyed with my friends who are late. (laughs) I have, it has, it has switched and that's really just come out of a habit. Okay. Off my soapbox for that. I remember meeting up with a client who he uh, was a very wealthy client who wanted, he wanted a picture of some ducks painted. So he wanted, basically he has three daughters and he wanted his daughters kind of portrayed in duck form. It was very kind of strange concept. And I went over to his house and he explained it to me. So he wanted to have one duck be like curly haired and have the other duck kind of purple because one duck, because one daughter like purple. It was, it was a strange thing, but I was like, okay. So I quoted him. I think it was going to be like $300 or something, which was big to me back then. So we're talking like seven years ago or so. And yeah, so I I went to his house, very, very nice house. He even mentioned how his daughter might want uh, to have art classes. So there was potential for more work. And so I was so excited and I went home and I got the canvas and I like didn't do anything, not a thing. I didn't tell them when I would add the sketch to them. And so a couple weeks later, actually it was about a month later, she texted me. She's like, Hey, when do you think you'll have a sketch to me? I'm like, hold on. I'll, I'll do it really quick right now. And so I did it and it was just a terrible sketch because I did it in 20, 20 minutes maybe. And I was like, here you go. And she's like, okay, that's kind of what we talked about. But also remember this and that, like I hadn't wrote down any notes while we were talking. Uh, I just gone on, on with my life thinking that I would do it later. And so, long story short, I never did that project for him. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, I was hungry back then, too. I, I wanted to be an artist. I wasn't a full-time artist yet. But I was maybe going in that direction. I was actually doing the promotional modeling company full-time. And I was so excited at this idea of doing a ducks painting. And I didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I had no processes in play like put in place I and I mean it really I wasn't that excited about the material or the the painting in general so I think that's a big reason but that's not an excuse if like today if you are saying well I don't really like to do that that is not an excuse I'm just gonna tell you now if you are not if people are not banging down your door for art you're not at the point where you can kind of say no, um, unless you're really trying to stick to a certain style. But if you are trying to make money with your art, I would really just take what you can get. If you need money and you're, if you're trying to basically leave your, your side job or your full-time job and make art your full-time job, I would say just take what you can get because like with that painting that I wasn't super excited about, uh, it would have led to other things. And By not doing it, I didn't get to tutor his daughter uh, with art. I didn't get to do anything. 
And that would, it would have been an amazing opportunity. I just didn't do it and I'm ashamed for it, but it makes for a good story now, I guess. Nowadays, I would have done it. I, I will do it. He, he got someone else to paint it. And actually, I'm a little embarrassed to even like message him about it. But today I would have probably taken that. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Because I know that, that would have came to art lessons, which is what I want to do. And so, yeah. And now I would have been disciplined enough to say, hey, no problem. I'll get a sketch to you by the end of the week. And then I'll get the painting to you in 30 days. And I would have marked it on my calendar and I would have done it. So, yeah, I just, <laughs> just want to say that just do what you say you're going to do is so big. Also, I'm going to share another one. Let's see. I actually have some notes here. Yeah. Okay. So here's another story. So recently I did a um, big logo painting for this wedding uh, venue place and I was recommended to them by their insurance guy. (laughs) And so I... Um, I got on the phone with her and she was like, yes, I would love for you to do this. She's like, actually, so I had one artist come out and meet me and we, you know, we talked about the idea and they said, yeah. And then I never heard from him again. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, then I had another artist come out and, you know, they, they met with me and we talked about the idea and then I didn't hear from him again. I was like, wait, wait, this happened to you twice? She's like, yes. So, yeah, so, and then she's like, actually, the second person, uh, it had been about three months since they had heard from him, and he said he was interested, said he was going to do it, and then nothing came of it, and she's like, so the money that I budgeted was spent on something else, and then three months later, he contacted me, kind of out of the blue, three months later is a long time, and he said, hey, I would love to do do this for you, but I'm going to need a deposit of this, this, this up front, uh, and she's like, that like, I've already spent the money. Like, you you disappeared. I didn't think you wanted to do it. This was the second time I've tried. She's like, I was just done with it. I was like, these artists are flaky, is what she said. <laughs> so, yeah, I was referred to her, and I was like, hey, no problem. Like, um, just send me a photo of your wall. I will give you a price. And I gave her a price that day. And she actually asked if she could make payments uh, since she had already spent that amount. And I was like, yeah, no problem. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And so we set a date and I showed up on that date and I got it done. It took about two days and she was ecstatic, like so ecstatic. I did a great job. She gave me rave reviews on her um, Facebook page, uh, which I shared to my Facebook page. It was just an overall an amazing thing. I... It was just an amazing thing, and it made me look so much better because she had dealt dealt with artists who just didn't show up. That's it. They just didn't show up. They were like, eh, I'll do it later. It's probably what they were saying, and yeah, they just weren't as professional, so me just being professional and getting her a quote quickly, I'm doing this, doing that, it just, and just completing the painting she was so excited (laughs) and everything worked out. Um, but I, two artists before me missed their spot, missed their chance to do that because they just couldn't get their shit together. And I say that a lot in this thing, but really just getting your shit together and doing it is huge. Okay. And another story. So I had a call maybe a couple months ago. Uh, this lady, she called me and she was like, Hey, I need this project done. I actually, I, open my business here in about two weeks. Can you help me with this project? And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm booked, but I can refer you to someone, and which I did. She was like, okay, thank you so much. She's like, I had two artists come out and they started it and then they just left. 
I was like, what? She's like, yeah, they came out and they started it and they were like, hey, sorry, we, we, we don't have time for this. And they left. She's like, they didn't charge me anything. I mean, it started, it's not completely done. But yeah, she had an artist came out and he started the project and then they just left it. And she's like, I'm just left high and dry. I don't know what to do. I was like, hey, let me help you. Um, I have the perfect artist who has an opening and I referred her. So just stories like that. How crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure I have several others to tell, but right now we'll just, for time purposes, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so number one, just to recap, is appropriate work attire. Leggings are never appropriate. Um, wear something that doesn't look, is that isn't torn, something that just looks like you are professional. Number two, uh, just do what you're say, do what you say you're gonna do. Just do it. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of businesses, that's just all they want. That's it. They want you to do what you say you're gonna do. So yeah, okay. Number three, uh, respond to emails within 24 hours. <laughs> and this is the deadline I give myself, and this is what I think everyone should live by. Uh, Maria Maria Brophy was on the podcast, and she said that if you don't respond with an email for within an hour, you've lost it. I was like, whoa, okay. So you could live by that, or you could live by a little bit less strict method of uh, within 24 hours. And if you're not an email person, just call them. That's it, just call them. Be like, hey, what's your number? I would love to discuss this with you. Um, but responding within 24 hours is a must. I have given projects to people before, and I'll check in in a week, and I'll, like a week later, I'll ask, hey, how's that project going? And they'll be like, oh, I, I meant to email them back, and... I don't give projects to those people anymore. Never. I will never give projects to those people anymore because even though it's just an email, to me, in my business, that is just a must to respond to people. You not responding to someone is telling them that you don't want their business. You responding, the quicker you respond, the more you're telling them, I would love to do this for you. And it just kills me when people do that because I'm trusting you with my customers. Uh, my name is on the line. Uh, this person was going to go to me. I don't have time for it. I'm going to give it to you. And it just makes me look bad if you don't respond to their needs as soon as possible. Even if it's not a timely thing. Even if they're like, there's no rush on this. Like, ex like just respond as soon as possible. And it kind of goes with like the being late thing too, you know? like responding within a, a, a timely manner. I remember showing up to a mural job and I was like constantly 10 minutes late, like every day. It was a, a major mural job. And one of the other muralists was like, yeah, show, showing up late is a really good way to show someone you don't want to be there. And I was like, oh, that's harsh, but that's true. Okay, that's just some tough love. So same thing with emails. It's showing someone that you don't want it and you do want it. You want it better. You want it more than your day-to-day -day job. You want it more. Show them you want it more. Okay. That's all I'm going to say on the respond to emails thing. Okay. Number four. So actually the biggest one on here was number two. Just do what you say you're going to do. Three. Uh, respond to me emails within 24 hours, show up on time. <laughs> uh, four, uh, have a solution for every problem. And I've learned this one from my fiance, Ryan. Um, anytime there's a problem, come at them with a solution to that problem and ask if that's how they want to fix it. 
So, for example, uh, it is never appropriate to cancel the day before you're scheduled for a painting. If you're working for someone else, if you're working for yourself, like, and this is your customer or your family member, whoever, it is never ever appropriate to cancel the day before. However, if an emergency does come up in any way, the correct way to tell someone that you can't make it is to have a backup plan in mind. Say something like, hi, I'm sorry, uh, I can't make it tomorrow as we had originally planned. Something came up and I need to reschedule. Would it be okay if I came in to paint this weekend? Insert date or whenever, um, it doesn't have to be this weekend, could be next week, whenever. I really hope this doesn't affect you in any way. So being apologetic, hopefully they'll be understanding and just rescheduling as soon as you say you're canceling. That shows them that you really wanna do it, you're really sorry that it, it might inconvenience them in any way, you really wanna do this project for them and you're willing to work on the weekends to do it. Uh, there's so many times that uh, I haven't gotten things done and I'm like, it's okay, I'll come in on the weekend or whatever. Uh, people really respect that. And I worked for a contractor this past summer and we ended up working on Memorial Day too because the rain and everything just pushed the mural time back and it, and it needed to be done uh, before this other event happened. And I was like, no problem. So I actually took off on more Memorial Day and, or not took off, but I took off from my life. Basically, I didn't go to the lake. I didn't do any of that. And I worked all, all Memorial Day. Or as he did, he took off. And so on Monday when he got my emails, or Tuesday, because Memorial Day was on Monday, when he got my emails on Tuesday, he was like, I'm, thank you so much. You know, being in the construction industry, not a lot of people will do that. And I really appreciate it. And it was really appreciated. So yeah, <laughs> um, not just in that. Um, sometimes, so like have a solution for every problem it can go not just with showing up or having to cancel or anything. It can go with like, one person, I was giving her a very large uh, canvas roll of a, of a painting and uh, we weren't sure how to get it framed and she, she was just buying the canvas roll for me and she's like, well, I'm not sure how to hang it. I was like, no problem, let me figure this out for you. So I contacted a couple people and figured out how to get this very large canvas roll framed. I figured out how much it would cost. Um, I looked up a canvas framer near her. She was in Kansas, I'm in Missouri, uh, in case she wanted to take it there. Or she could use the person who was super close to me. You know, But I presented her with these two options that didn't take me very long. Really, it just took like 10 minutes out of my day to really help my customer out. And I was like, hey, you could use this person, you could use this person, this is what it would cost. I'm not sure what the other person would cost, but this helps you on on your way. Cause they don't know, like they don't know who to search for a framer or how to get in contact with anybody. Like they don't know that. We know that, I know that. I know what needs to be done. So just spending 10 minutes to help them out was something that would take them like a while to do. That goes, that just, that's also basic business etiquette. A lot of people think that might be a way for you to go above and beyond. It's not. Customer service is basic business etiquette. Your customer is the most important person or the person you're, the business you're painting for, the, the this, the that, like your customer being happy and you providing them with the most service that you can will really pay off and really 
make you more money in the end because that's what we're here to do. We're here to build an art business. We're here, we're here to deliver a good product and we're here to make people happy. That way they recommend us because truthfully, the secret in doing this is the more customers you have, the more recommendations you will get. And that's how you build an art business, especially locally. People talk, people talk, I'm saying like, uh, and business owners know other business owners. So if you're painting for a business, they will know other business owners and that other business will need something painted and they'll ask, hey, who did yours? And they will tell them so-and-so, but I don't recommend her or so-and-so, I do recommend her because she did this. And so someone recommending you for something, you're going into a job with rave reviews without having to do anything. And that's so much easier than just getting, having to try to do a cold call or trying to pitch an idea to someone who hasn't really heard of you, who hasn't gotten a recommendation from you. You getting a recommendation from going above and beyond for your customer is it's the way to build an art business. So having a solution to every problem is so big. So any kind of any kind of obstacle that you come across, like, hey, I'm not even if you're not sure how to do it, try to figure it out. If you're like, hey, I'm not sure what to do about this, try to figure it out on your own before you present a problem to your customer. Do not present a problem without a possible solution. It might not be the thing that they're going to do, and you might even know that they're not going to do it, but you going out of your way to present a solution will go so far in the minds of your customers. So that was number four. Just to count back, it's number three, respond to emails within 24 hours and be on time. Be on time. (laughs) Huge. Number two, just do what you say you're going to do. Like, that's kind of in the be on time thing. That's the finish things on time. Um, Also, just one quick story. One time, I can count on one hand how many times I've been late this year and how many uh, projects I haven't gotten done on time, which was one. And that's because I procrastinated. And that was only one project this year that I did not get done uh, in a timely manner. And I actually charged him less. I was like, hey, I'm just going to knock 100 bucks off of this because it, it did take me a long time. And it's just because I didn't schedule it in myself. So yeah, number two, do what you say you're going to do. And if you don't do what you say you're going to do, find a way to fix it. Like go, like don't, don't do something wrong. And then be like, oh, sorry, like, Go out of your way to fix it. and But first off, don't have to go out. Don't, you know, don't make it to where you have to go out of your way to fix it. Uh, just do it right the first time. Okay. And then number one, appropriate work attire. Never wear leggings. <laughs> wear something that is somewhat clean, uh, does not have rips in it, not super tight fitting. Uh, just look professional. And... There you go. All right. Well, thanks for listening to my rant today. And I hope that you never, ever, ever do any of these bad things to any of your customers. Because if you don't, or if you do, you know, go through with all of your business transactions, all of anything with these things in mind, it will go so smoothly for you. You don't, you don't know how many times people were just have been so excited for me just doing the bare minimum, me showing up on time, uh, being, you know, just being a, a good, in good spirits about things, um, presenting solutions to problems. Just, yeah, just 
doing the job that I told people I was going to do. They're sometimes, they're just so excited (laughs) and they will recommend you. That's the thing with this whole thing. Just be a good artist and business person and people will recommend you and you can make more money. All right, that's it. I'm hopping off my soapbox. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thanks for listening. And if you have any stories too uh, of you getting jobs because other, other artists just drop the ball or maybe even you, you know, learning a lesson the hard way or anything, uh, send me an Instagram direct message and let me know. I would love to hear your stories and then share them. Also, if you write a review of this podcast and you send it to me, you send a screenshot to me through my email, through Instagram DM, I will shout you out on my Instagram of over 50,000 viewers. So yeah, help me help you in that. Okay. All right. I will talk to you next week. Thanks. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business with weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.